thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 60. Like as the waves make towards the pebbled shore, so do our minutes hasten to their end, each changing place with that which goes before, in sequent toil or forwards do contend. Nativity, once in the main of light, crawls to maturity, wherewith being crowned, crooked eclipses gainst his glory fight, and time that gave doth now his gift confound. Time doth... D- d- Time doth transfix the flourish set on youth and delves the parallels in beauty's brow, feeds on the rarities of nature's truth, and nothing stands but for his scythe to mow. And yet, to times in hope my verse shall stand, praising thy worth despite his cruel hand. That was Sonnet 60, and that's a hard one to read. Of of Shakespeare's sonnets, I should say, they're they're not just... 60 if sonnet i've randomly found on the internet they're, they're shakespeare's ones um i'm mark chesley and i am joined as always by um the wonderful thierry healers who is today having a few little computer problems um it's taken us a while to record this second sonnet in today's yeah block. yeah i'm sorry about that that's okay i'm, I'm having fun i'm i I'm... I, I, I blame bill i uh i blame bill we we blame we we blame both bill gates and bill shaky which is our, our pet name, for, my pet name for William Shakespeare, Bill Shakey. He would, if if you if you were a hip hop artist, I say artist. If if you were a uh, a rapper today, he would probably be called Bill Shakey. Bill Shakey, oh Bill Shakey on the mic. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> that, Having that... a battle with Eminem. <laughs> Bill Shakey versus Eminem. Oh, they haven't done an epic rap battle with Shakespeare in it yet, have they? I don't know. I only have a. I I see them occasionally when someone links to them, but I don't. uh, We need. I don't uh, follow it. uh, I was showing Thierry what what annoys me about Skype before this call, which is all the smileys that never stop moving, and now they're not stopping moving and annoying me. So I'm just going to get rid of them. There we go. Excellent. So Sonnet Sonnet sixty from Bill Shakey. Um, what do we think about this one? Do you like this one? You didn't really like the last one, so do you like this one? This one just. I don't like the. the uh, I can't really say pretentious. It's sort of that overly trying to create a metaphor. Just, but but I you think it's too 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 much. You think it's Shakespeare trying too hard? Yeah. Well, I, you probably can't say that about Shakespeare. It's <laughs> probably Shakespeare making the most exquisite poetry. But just, yeah, I'm not a fan of this. Okay. Well, what part in particular do you not like? It just. I don't need. There's just a general sort of. There's just just nothing. General hate. Just a general. Just, just you general... hate everything about it. I just. For, for me, it's definitely the the language in this one. While it's more, it's more structured like a modern English poem. It's not quite there, but it, it's more what we're used to. The the use of the words don't flow, so you get to this bit in the middle where it's nativity once the mane of light crawls to maturity wherewith being crowned crooked eclipses gainst his glory fight uh, and time that give doth now his gift confound time does transfix the flourish set of and it's so it requires Bad. yeah it requires so <laughs> many changes of the shape of your mouth that it just doesn't have 
flow to it. It has a kind of poetic, I suppose it does have a kind of poetic feel to it, but in terms of being able to say it, it's it's not very good. But it, that's that's just that's it though. You, there's a poetic feel to it, but it doesn't. I'm just going to use the word pretentious because that's what it feels like to me. It just it's sort of that. Oh, I use big words to get a message across rather than just going. This is my message. I think I think I agree with you. It's like a computer has tried to write a poem, and like like you fed in lots of poetic language into a computer, and it's and you just spit out. it out. Yeah, uh, and and yeah, I I kind of get that feeling. And delves in and delves the parallels in beauty's brow, feeds on the rarities of nature's truth. It's, it's just an overuse of a th- um, t- um, thesaurus. Just, just Shakespeare sitting there going, "I have this word. What's a more complicated old Greek or Sanskrit word for this one?" I used to do that on my short stories. I used to write my short stories oh, and I then go through right clicking just... and going thesaurus. That's a better word. Right click thesaurus. That's a better word. And you end up with just bizarre sentences. That's what this feels like, though. You read this and you, I just go, "There's so many." I get that they were using different words, and obviously we've had sonnets before that. Yeah. Had, had words that we wouldn't use anymore today, but this just too much. I, I think I agree with you. Yeah, it just feels like too much. That's probably a nice way of saying it. Uh, I, it does have some nice callbacks in it. It calls back to the very early sonnets when we were talking about time as a as a person or time as a thing, and that comes in again, and it talks about time's uh, scythe. Um, and nothing stands but for his scythe to mow. That's that to me is more like a Shakespearean line. And nothing stands but for his scythe to mow. It's very simple, yet the idea behind it is very complex. It's very complex. Whereas what we see have the rest of it is is a very complex way of saying a simple thing. Well, we have that you say time as well. This is um, Sonnet sixty, which sort of goes back to Sonnet twelve as well, which was talking about the twelve hours of the day. It and did, here we yeah. we have the uh, the hour again. Our minutes hasten to their end, which is apparently not a coincidence that he used sixty as a timepiece and twelve as a timepiece. That makes sense. That does make sense. That works quite well. I like that. That's quite clever. See, he's he was a clever man. He didn't need to put on all these. I'm not. Extra. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying that he wasn't clever. I'm just <laughs> he he has done better sonnets than this one. Oh yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree. And it's very interesting actually when you look back over the sonnets is that Shakespeare has some absolutely in in the in the collection of 154 we're going to get at the end. There's maybe in my head five or six absolutely standout sonnets that are, are so above the quality of the others. And then there's kind of a middling ground and then there's a, a little ground. So he, he's got a nice bow curve going on, I think, of of quality in his sonnets. Is it a bell curve? I'd say so. There, there are more in the middle, sort of an average goodness, and then there's it gets rarer as to the really rubbish ones and the really, really good ones. Yeah, we're, we're sort of approaching the middle now, though. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it, it doesn't map to the number of them. I think it just na- the quality of them, I think, is... I don't know, there's quite... I f- do like quite a few of the, uh, the Dark Mistress sonnets, though. I only know a couple of them. I only know the the famous one, one thirty, which is stunning, and I can't wait to get to that one. Where we're, God, we're not even halfway towards that one yet. No, um, no. <laughs> but that one's going to be good fun. Um, I don't know many <coughs> of the others. Yeah, yeah, coughing and interrupting me. I apologise. Thank you. You should. You should. 
Um, so what 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 do you think this sonnet's about? We haven't said what we think it's about. Mortality. <laughs> yes. That's just, well just, done. That's just. I mean, the 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 minutes that hasten to their end. Times. Where is the line with the scythe? It's about third from the bottom. Yeah, nothing stands before his scythe. Do it just. Yeah, pretty much time catching up with you and or, or time running out, running away. But how how do you think that links into the fair youth then in this one? Is is he talking about the fair youth? Or to me this feels more like he's talking about himself than the fair youth. I I thought this was more of a sort of removed from the other sonnets, because sixty one goes back to the jealousy theme. Okay. So, so, oh, so I, I was thinking more like 12 and 60, just sort of general contemplation about the, the time that we have. and So this is a, life a, and a death bucket episode, of. so to speak. Bottle episode, yeah. Bottle episode, that's the one. Sorry. Bucket, bottle. They're much the same. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that makes it Because it, it does seem to revisit some earlier, earlier strands rather than continue the strand we've been seeing. Yeah, it's just... just Sort of a sit back and think about more about we, we only have so many years sort of thing. It's quite depressing now. It's, it's quite... Well, I don't... I mean, I don't want to die, but eternity is a very long time. Yeah. Yeah, it does feel as a species we should have maybe another hundred or so years to our lifespan. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't even mind living a couple of centuries, but I get bored on a Sunday now. <laughs> what am I going to do with 500 years? <laughs> oh, bless you, you get bored on a Sunday. You have to come round to my house. You just make the trip down on the train, the one train that runs like once on a Sunday. And and I can entertain you on a Sunday, that's fine. <laughs> that doesn't necessarily sound good for me. <laughs> It would be fine. You would you would be entertained in a way. <laughs> it would be memorable. It would. <laughs> That's such a veiled threat, isn't I, it? I, I can uh, I can tell my uh, psychiatrist all about it. <laughs> See, it gives you something to talk about with others. It sounds like a win 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 situation. <laughs> but yes, this this sonnet. I don't think this would have felt out of place if we had got this around about or sonnet sixteen, sonnet seventeen. It feels like it should belong down at that end when he was talking yeah, about yeah. time's running out. You need to get on and shag, or you need to get on and be with me because that's where it kind of changed to. It's kind of got that feel to it. Well, um, around that sort of time, we weren't quite sure yet whether he wanted to sleep with a fair youth or whether he, whether there was a gay thing going on. I see. I started out this this podcast, and I think you can find some very early podcasts of me going. I I don't think it was, and and I don't think it was a gay thing. And I think that's people just projecting backwards. And now, sixty sonnets into it, I'm fairly convinced there was a relationship. At at least some sort of relationship. Well, the very intimate sort of relationship. Yeah, there... doesn't necessarily always have to be sexual. You can't no. have a man crush. Yeah, I, although yeah. as man crushes go, this is a fairly epic one to write a hundred sonnets about <laughs> someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got a man crush on Nathan Fillion. I haven't written him one sonnet yet. Av- everyone has a crush on Nathan Fillion. I don't think you will find anyone <laughs> in Western society that does not have a crush on Nathan Fillion. And have you written him a sonnet? <laughs> uh, 
not yet. No, see, and, and to write a hundred is quite a strong. But the scary thing is, if you wrote Nathan Fillion a sonnet, he's such a massive Shakespeare fan as well. He would probably just love it and just post it and just. <laughs> Let's do it. Me and you, we shall write Nathan Fillion a sonnet, and we shall send it to him with a link back to this podcast. Just, just in a in a perfumed envelope, just really, really creepy. Because he's not in he's not in Much Ado, is he? Joss Whedon's Much Ado. I'm not sure. He wasn't in any of the trailers. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. I'm not sure I've seen Fran Krantz in any of the trailers, but he's in the movie. Who's Fran Krantz? He's the um, Topher from Dollhouse. Oh no, no, he's in he's in the trailer. Is he in the trailer? Yeah, yeah, he is as a drunk. He does Nathan the, he does this Fillion. weird drunk toast thing. I'm so looking forward to that. Um, I, I mainly love that Wes and um, thingy up together. What's yes. her face? Fred and Fred. Fred. And... Oh, poor Fred, Fred and Wesley. That was shocking when that happened. Then that happened in Angel. That was shocking. Oh, God. Just the moment where she's lying in bed and he's reading A Little Princess to her. Just that scene. Yeah. Oh. And all, all you're thinking is... They're going to save her. They're going to save her. Why am I getting upset? They're going to save her. And then they don't. And you're just like, what the hell? Just just the fact that this is a spoiler. If you haven't watched Angel, just skip the next 10 seconds. Yeah. Then just... She doesn't just die. They destroy her soul. Yeah. So she just... she, She doesn't even go to a heaven. She just doesn't exist ever anymore. And it's... Yeah. Uh, Fuck you, we do. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Damn him! So yeah, good. he does. He does star in it. He does. Awesome. Nathan Fillion as where is he? Need to see that. And you're seeing Dogberry. You're seeing it on a weekend. I can't come, but we might. We're going to do a special podcast for for Joss Whedon's. Um, we will. I, I I doubt I will have any issue with seeing that movie even several times. No, that's fine. I, I think I'll come. I'll come to you, and we can maybe even record a live show. Um, as in not live to the people listening, but as in but, live, but we're both in the same room. Yeah, we're yeah. both in the same room. Maybe <coughs> just hanging out in our boxes. You know that kind of feeling vibe going on. <laughs> I, I um, I, I have like a small bottle of absinthe that we can. Uh... Excellent. We got some absinthe. It's gonna be a. It's, it's just be a like a very small bottle, but it'll be fine. That's what you need. I've never tried it. We should. The Yellow know. Devil, eighty percent. Wow. Okay, we need to. I try quite it. like absinthe. Never tried it. Do you do the whole pouring over sugar thing? I've never done it like that. That's how but... it's traditionally served in France, I believe. You you pour it over a sugar cube and over it dissolves the sugar, sugar cube into the whatever you're drinking it out of then. But I, I, I there's probably that. many ways to drink it. We will have to see. Um, we've gone completely, completely off track. But it was Shakespeare related <coughs> in a way. Um, so that's fine. Um... Oh yeah, Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah, we're doing this. We're, we're doing the podcast at the moment. This isn't <laughs> us just chatting in between the podcasts. Well, we we have had some people on Twitter asking for a uh, Mark and Thierry show, <laughs> just just <laughs> randomly talking. <laughs> randomly talking. It, about it, would, crap. it wouldn't be much different from what we are doing now, to no. be honest. No, it, it, we. Yeah. Shakespeare's just an excuse. It is. It's an excuse for me to keep in contact with a friend. It's good and read the sonnets because it's something I've always wanted to do. Um. I the only part of this sonnet that confuses me to to go back to the sonnet is the nativity line line five nativity once in the main of light crawls to maturity. So is there a second meaning of nativity? Because when I think nativity, I think 
the nativity Jesus. being yeah. Jesus in the barn with animals. Although I'm fairly sure a donkey isn't mentioned in 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 the Bible. A donkey's not mentioned. The animals that are in that you see on the traditional nativity aren't actually the ones that are mentioned in the Bible. But I can't. Well, remember. there's the lobster. There's a lobster. Of course, there's a first lobster. Have you not seen Love Actually? No, no. That might be a reference that's lost on you. There's because it's set around Christmas, the run up to Christmas. One of the children plays the first lobster in the nativity play, <laughs> and the mom just goes, "There's a, there's a lop, there was a lobster at the nativity. Yes, yes, of course, there was more than one. <laughs> why, why not? Why not? Why wouldn't there be a lobster? Uh, nativity. I'm just having a look, look at it. I'm now. just, I don't. It literally really... means birth. Uh, it can be any birth. Birth with reference to place or attendant circumstances. Um, with a, yeah. So the nativity is is Christ, but but nativity in general is in, just a birth. Yeah. Or you could say of uh, you are like you would be of Luxembourgish nativity. So you are born of Luxembourg. Um, so it, it probably it's whether in, too noble for a country like that. Yes. <laughs> But but whether in in this sense is it? I think it's talking about just birth, nativity. Once in the main of light, crawls to maturity. I I think. It, so it's so it's the baby being born, and it's like the the early days of life, I guess. Yeah, and then you you crawl to maturity, where with being crowned, uh, crooked eclipses against his glory fight, and time to give. Uh, I actually quite like that crawl to maturity. Is a bit. An endless childhood, yeah. And then once you're old, you're just old. There's nothing. <laughs> There's no adult phase. Time, time just sort of. Well, I've started to notice that now. Yeah, that just years just go by very, very quickly, and I go. I remember, like four or five years ago, years still seemed fairly endless. Yeah, and now I just think back and just go, "Where 2012? So much stuff happened, <laughs> and it just still feels like it's a week." And and Just all compressed. I'm I'm still waiting for the time when I feel adult. I I can't figure out when I I always just presumed there would be a point where I suddenly started feeling, or maybe it would be gradually I would feel adult, but I don't feel adult. And I spoke. I'm not to... sure anyone ever actually feels adult. You just learn to fake it. Yeah, which which is my theory. Is my theory that adultness and being grown up is a construct that everyone pretends to be because they feel they have to be. If that makes sense, it's it's a socially perpetuated construct. Which no, so so everyone looks down on me for being childish, and I've been called a uh, a, a kid old before because I act like a kid. When I don't think there is such a thing as being an adult, it's just it's just conforming to this idea of what you should be. But I'm not even sure what is the idea of being an adult. Being boring. family job kids. Yeah, being boring and and not in not showing enjoyment is how I see being an adult. And I really don't want to do that. I don't think nerds can do that. No. I, I mean, I, I watched Doctor Who last week on the edge of my seat, bouncing up and down when something <laughs> cool happened. That's I, that's the only way to watch Doctor Who. You can't watch Doctor Who lounging back on a sofa. That's not how it's meant to be watched. <laughs> You're meant to sit there and bounce. 
and clap and yeah. Uh, that sort of just oh in the cinema as well when people clap that always <laughs> clapping in just, the cinema is weird though. Yeah, I don't unless there is actually someone present <laughs> from the make the film or just yeah. no don't clap. Yeah, that's weird. But then I don't really like the cinema in general. So oh, I love the cinema. I've seen twenty nine films in the last eight weeks. That's disgusting. <laughs> That's actually disgusting. I have an unlimited card, so I've paid 15 quid a month and I've seen like 20... Yeah, I've seen about 15 movies a month. Uh, yeah, And you you live in the city though, so that helps. Yeah, I live like 15 minutes away from the cinema. Yeah. I get just... It gets cold in the evening. It's like, I could turn the heating on or go to the cinema and I just go to the cinema. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they have heating. <laughs> Not always. It's, it's cinema at Cardiff. Sometimes they... Um, the air conditioning is on and it's freezing outside and you walk into the screen and it's even colder in there and just go oh <laughs> it's when you take your duvet with you pretty much and just sit there cuddled up under your duvet I'm not leaving <laughs> I have one of my friends did go to Cineworld in her pyjamas wow that's... and just all cuddled up in there it was just that's slightly weird I, I have some weird friends <laughs> Um, I think you should read the sonnet and 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 you should do it without making any mistakes. That's that's what I feel your challenge is. I I can do this. You can. I I believe you can. I believe in myself. And it's eclipse and nativity. Those are the two words that that messed me up. It's I, I'm scared more about the wherewith. Wherewith is a weird word. Yeah. There's no thence in this, is there? Not that I remember. No. You didn't like thence. It's just more the fact that I was expecting it and it was a line too early. <laughs> Your brain went, say it now! I know what it is, say it now! <laughs> I have prepared for this, Kate. <sighs> right, after you. Sonnet 60. Like as the waves make towards the pebbled shore, so do our minutes hasten... Hasten? Hasten. hasten. That's okay, I'll I'm forgive you I'm just to start over. I'll That's f- not going to go well. No, no, I'll forgive you that, because that was that was you being unsure of a, of an English word. That's fine. Like as the waves make towards the pebbled shore, so do our minutes hasten to their end. Each changing place with that which goes before, in sequent toil all forwards do contend. Nativity, once in the main of light, crawls to maturity, wherewith being crowned, crooked eclipses gainst his glory fight, and time that doth give now his gift confound. Time doth transfix the flourish set on youth, and delves the parallels in beauty's brow, Feeds on the rarities of nature's truth, and nothing stands but for his scythe to mow. And yet two times in hope my verse shall stand, praising thy worth, despite his cruel hand. Yes! That was amazing! <laughs> that was so good! I'm very, very, very proud of you. Well done. Slightly screwed up the first go, but yeah. <laughs> That's fine. That was uh, Sonnet 60 of, of Shakespeare's Sonnets, read expertly by Thierry there. I've been Mark Chesley, and you can follow me on Twitter at Nufkin. I've been Thierry Hillis, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sound of Seagulls. And we, we're doing the whole flatter thing now. If you don't know what flatter is, you get with the times. Yeah, it's good. Flat- 2013, you should catch up. <laughs> to flatter.com without the E, uh, you'll find out all about it, and we are flatterable. And we shall see you next time for Sonnet 61. Goodbye. Bye.
You've been listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an in-ear entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about in-ear entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.